Hey guys, welcome into the Well 2540. It is Wednesday, June the 24th of 2020. I hope you all are having a great week. Hope you have a great remainder of the week. And I thank you for allowing us once again to share just a little bit of your time out of this week um, in this time that we get just a few minutes to spend with you uh, here at midweek. I want to talk to you just briefly today about uh, something that came to mind as I was reading the word and I heard something and I, I can't even tell you now what show it was on I was watching, but it was on a, one of the Christian TV networks. And I heard a scripture that just kind of quickened me in the spirit when I heard it. So I immediately went and began to read it. And when I did, the thought came to mind and this is going to sound strange when I first start talking about this compared to the scripture that I, I read, but hang with me a few minutes and I will tie it together. But the thought came to my mind about we as Christians in our walk with God, have you ever thought back to maybe a time or a season in your walk with God that you felt much closer to him than you do at other times? Have you ever thought about those times or seasons during your walk with God that you, you felt like you were more sensitive to his spirit than at other times during your walk? That's what I want to talk to you just a few minutes about uh, today. I think back to several years ago at, at one point in my walk with God, and, and I, I, we, we've all had these times, uh, but just speaking from my personal experience, I can think back to a time to where I felt like, and I still feel like maybe that was the time that I was the most sensitive to him as far as being able to feel his presence, to hear his voice, um, just, just more, much more sensitive to him than at any other time in my walk with God. And I posed a question to myself, what was it that was different then that it, in all these other times to where you still hear God speak to you, you, you are still sensitive to his spirit, but not to that degree. And it doesn't take long in thinking about that, that I notice a couple of things that stand out in my memory. It was during that time a great example is when I would get home from work in the evenings. I would literally speak to my family when I walked in and head straight to my prayer closet and spend time with the Lord. First and foremost, before anything else, I spent much more time 
in thinking back in his word every single day, lengthy times, uh, than I did at these other times that I think about that maybe I wasn't as sensitive to his spirit. Maybe I didn't hear his voice as clearly as that time. So we can all sit and and look at what we were doing then, the effort we were putting in at that time compared to maybe other times. And in thinking about that, I thought about the tragic part of that. And some would say it's because we grow weary in well-doing. Um, it becomes, ministry becomes more of a task than a service to God. It's, just, it's something that we do and maybe it takes up more time, more of the time that we used to spend alone with God. Although we may be doing ministry and service in the kingdom, that it's taking away some of that personal time that we once experienced with the Lord that resulted in a much closer walk with Him. I hope that makes sense. And the tragic part of that that I was speaking of is we all of a sudden realized one day I'm not praying as long as I used to pray. I'm not praying as frequently as I used to pray. Still praying, but just not that effort put in for that same amount of alone time with God that we all once had. And we come to the realization one day that that's what's caused us to lose some of that closeness that is so precious to us all. We all operate under the grace of God. We all operate in our ministry, in our service to the Lord, whatever it is that, 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 that you do in service to the Lord. If we do not operate in the anointing from God, we're not going to accomplish anything. And that anointing comes from the favor of God on your life, on my life, and that anointing flowing. And I've heard the anointing being defined as the overflow from Jesus. It's a great, great definition of that. But that comes from spending time with Him and operating in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, and doing those things that are necessary on our part to to reach that point with Him. And maybe at some point along the way, and maybe you're 
at this point today that we don't feel like we're as sensitive to him as we have been in the past at some point in our life. We don't recognize that tangible anointing that we once operated in. And all of a sudden we realize it's because although we're still doing things for God and we're still living right, but we realize it's taken away from our one-on-one time with God that is so vital and necessary in order for us to continue to operate and to flow and to walk in that anointing. And strangely enough, this scripture that I'm about to read or this passage is what made me think about that. And it'll make sense once I um, reach the end of what I want to share with you. I heard this one scripture or one topic mentioned one night on one of the Christian TV networks. And when I heard it, I began to read this chapter out of Second Kings. And the more times, times I read this over and over, the more it felt like that God was speaking this. Uh, and as I always say to me first, that I have to chew on this before I share with anybody. So I want to share the passage with you out of Second Kings. And again, as always, I'll give you just a couple of minutes to get your Bible or get your Bible on your phone. But we're going to be in 2 Kings chapter number 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And the Bible says in verse 1, chapter 6, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, The place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was falling, I'm sorry, but as one was felling a beam, cutting a tree, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. So here in 2 Kings chapter 6, 
the Bible tells us that this is the sons of the prophets talking to Elisha. And they're saying, Elisha, the place that we're dwelling with you is too straight for us. Elisha, the place where we're meeting with you, our ministry is too small. And we want to go down to the Jordan River and we want to cut down some trees to build a bigger meeting place with you for our quote-unquote ministry. And when they asked Elisha about doing this, Elisha said, go. And one of the servants spoke up and said, go with us. We want you to go with us, will you? And Elisha said, I will go with you. So when they got to the Jordan River, every man was working on cutting a tree. And this one particular servant was cutting a tree with his axe. And the Bible tells us that the axe head came off. And when the axe head came off and went in the water, the first thing he did was cry out and said, Master, it was borrowed. And Elisha went up to this servant and said, Where did it fall? And the servant pointed to the place to where the axe head fell into the river. And the Bible says that Elisha cut a stick threw it into the river, the axe head floated to the top. Think of this, an iron axe head floated to the top of the water. And Elisha, in my own terms, basically said, there it is. Pick it up for yourself. And when I read that, as strange as you may think this is, but this is what I feel like the Lord began talking to me about in this scripture. That the sons of the prophets, they were doing ministry with Elisha. And they were so involved in this ministry, they were actually growing their ministry. They needed a bigger building. And when this one servant was using the axe and swing after swing, he's cutting down this tree, chopping this tree. And all of a sudden the axe head flies off the end of that stick handle into the Jordan River. And the first thing out of his mouth was that was borrowed. I just lost what was borrowed while I was working. And as I stop reading and, and, I, and I think about this after the numerous times of reading through this, you're working in ministry under that anointing we was talking about. And that anointing is not owned by us. 
we are per se borrowing that anointing. God has graced us and let us operate, use his anointing in this service. It doesn't belong to us. We're merely functioning in what God has allowed us to function in, his anointing. And then I think about, I've used an axe before. As a matter of fact, I've used an axe when the head of the axe came off off of the handle. And when you think about it, typically that doesn't, well, before we go there, first, what causes an axe head to come off of an axe handle? You use that axe over and over and over. And when you make a perfect strike with the edge of that blade into the surface of where you're cutting, you could do that all day long. But typically when you hit something flat from a tilted angle or from the side of that axe head, you're not using it correctly. And after so many times of misuse of that axe, that axe head becomes loose on that handle. And when you're using an axe and that axe head is loose, you can feel that axe head is loose. You, you know it is. You can feel it in your hand while you're using that axe. So I just think about this servant using that axe and surely he noticed that axe head was loose, but yet he kept swinging. And eventually the axe head from that borrowed axe, the main tool that he was using, the main part of the tool, flew off of the end of that axe handle and fell into the Jordan River. One thing I do think about is this servant didn't continue to swing just that axe handle. He stopped and he realized what I need the most in accomplishing what I'm doing to expand this ministry. I've just lost it. I knew it was coming loose, but I didn't take time to stop long enough to fix it before it completely fell off. Had I just stopped swinging when I noticed it was loose, please hear me in the spirit. Had I just stopped swinging when I noticed that axe head was loose, I could have fixed it. And I think back to a question that the sons of the prophets asked before they left, before they departed to go to the Jordan River. They asked Elisha, the man of God, will you go with us? 
So one thought I have is, when he lost that axe head, what if they had gone on without the man of God? What if they not had asked him, asked him to go with us? We need you with us while we're building this ministry. We need you with us while we're expanding. God, everything we're doing in this ministry that you've anointed us to operate in. There's a passage in the Bible that that says, if your presence is not going to be there, we don't want to go. God, as we continue down this path to build this ministry, we need you to go with us. The sons of the prophets asked Elisha to go. And because Elisha was there, when the axe head came off of the end of that handle, that servant said, Master, it was borrowed and I lost it. And when we get to that point to where maybe we don't, we feel like we we have lost that anointing, that sensitivity to his spirit we were talking about earlier. Elisha, the first thing Elisha responded to this servant was, Where did it fall? He asked the servant, where did it fall? So going back to what I opened with, we can think back and we can identify what we were doing or maybe what we were not doing when we began to lose some of that sensitivity. We can think back when that quote unquote axe handle first started loosening up. And had we taken the time then to say, you know what? I'm gonna stop what I'm doing and I'm gonna get along with God because I feel this thing coming loose and I'm going to get it fixed before it completely comes off. The servant didn't do that. He continued to work until it broke loose. And the first question Elisha asked was where did it fall? The servant had no problem. He knew exactly where it fell just as each of us know exactly what was going on differently. Where were we at when it fell? Where were we at when we began to lose that sensitivity or when we felt like we may be not operating in the anointing that we once was?
what were we doing different? What were we doing different? What were we, what were we not doing that we were doing to begin with? Were there any new distractions around? Were there any new people around? What was different? And if we take the time and reflect back, we would be just like this servant and we will know exactly where we were and what was taking place when that axe head came off. Because when Elisha asked, where did it fall? That servant pointed to the place. And being that he shared with Elisha that they had asked him to go with him. And when he shared that with Elisha and he pointed to the place to where it came off, the man of God broke off a stick. I can't tell you exactly the significance of him breaking off a stick and throwing it in the water. Some commentaries will tell you that the stick was basically a piece of wood that he threw in the river and it became attached to that axe head and that's what made it float to the top. I, I don't personally believe that. I believe if you read the rest of chapter 6 into chapter 7, this was showing throwing a stick into the water that floats, which in turn made a piece of iron float to the top, even magnified the power of God that was on Elisha's life. And I think it signified Elisha's walk with God at that time to set up what was yet still to come in the remainder of chapter 6 into chapter 7. But nonetheless, when he threw the stick in the water, the axe head floated to the top. And Elisha said, There it is. Just reach out your hand and pick it up. See, the Bible tells us that the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. And I believe if we ever reach the point of we begin to feel that coming loose, or maybe we even reach the point to where that quote-unquote again axe head comes off. If we stop and call on the master, just as this servant did to Elisha, if we stop and we say, God, I thank you that you allowed me to function in your anointing. I think that you I thank you that you allowed me to feel that tangible anointing and to walk in your presence and to be so sensitive to your spirit, that tangibility of you. That because those callings are without repentance, and if we make that thing right with God, God will say, here it is. Reach out and pick it up. And put that axe head back on that handle.
and go back to work in the kingdom of God. But now that you know what caused the axe handle to come loose from that axe head, now that you know you've experienced it, do your part of this covenant between you and I. Do your part to see to it that you never reach this point again. The works is basically the fruit that we release from our relationship and our closeness with God, that one-on-one relationship, that intimate relationship. You know, if you read over in the New Testament, the passage that you're all familiar with to where they appear before the Lord and they say, God, we did this in your name. We did this and we did this. And the Lord looks at them and says that sentence, that phrase, that should frighten every one of us. And I say frighten, put the fear of the Lord in us, I should say. From where he made the statement, depart from me, for I never knew you. And that word knew, K-N-E-W, I never knew you. In the Greek, that word knew means an intimate relationship. Depart from me, for I never had that intimate relationship with you. So doing the works for God is an awesome thing. But that's not what obtains the prize. It's that intimate, one-on-one relationship that we have with Jesus that finishes out this race and allows us to enter into the gates and to be in His presence for eternity. The works that we do the ministry that we do, that's just the automatic fruits that come from that relationship with the Lord, the serving of the Lord. So guys, I I just want to share with you tonight, don't let the works overtake the relationship. Because once that happens, what comes down the road from that is never good. We become that servant that that axe head may have flown off, but yet we're still just swinging the axe handle and trying to cut a tree down with nothing but a piece of wood in our hand. It's all in vain. It's that relationship with Him, that quality time.
time spent with Jesus. And if you reach the point to where you notice that that axe head is coming loose, don't keep swinging until it falls off. Stop and fix it. Stop and make it right with the Lord, saying, God, I know this is what's causing this. And he once again will make that perfect fit of that spiritual axe handle to that spiritual axe head. I hope I got that across to you, that it makes sense to you. And God, I just pray tonight that number one, we thank you for the opportunity to serve in your kingdom. But God, serving in your kingdom are the benefits that we reap. It's an honor to serve in your kingdom, an absolute honor to serve in your kingdom. But that service is a result of the most important thing, and that's our relationship with you, God. God, keep that fresh and at the forefront of every one of us. God, I ask you to draw every listener into that close, intimate relationship with you. Closer than they've ever been before. Because God, in these days and these times that we're living in, we need you now more than ever. And God, it's not about a ministry. It's not about making a building bigger, such as these sons of the prophets were doing. Again, that's the benefits and the fruits of our relationship with you. But God, it's all about our relationship. So God, I thank you for every listener out there. And God, I thank you that you provide each of us that opportunity to serve you. And whatever small part, God, we can be a part of, I thank you for it from the bottom of my heart. And God, in the days and and, and, and weeks and months and years, if we have them remaining on earth down the road, God, I ask you that each and every day that our eyes open and our feet hit the floor, that God, we draw that much closer to you. God, I ask you to Anoint those listening to this podcast that are serving you. God, I'm asking you to anoint them with an anointing that, God, they've never experienced before as a result of a relationship with you like they've never experienced before. I thank you for this time with them tonight, God. 
I ask you to bless them. I ask you to keep your hand upon them and their families. And God will be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>